Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, March 10th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, a look at Representative James Comer's wide-ranging investigations. Number two, what HR1 will be about. And number three, we're bringing it back to you. The latest on the Bagel Caucus making a very controversial decision. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story leading Punchbowl News AM this morning is a look at Representative James Comer. Of course, he is the House Oversight and Accountability Committee chair and how he is on a quest to prove himself as the kingpin of GOP investigations, which not everybody is happy about. Yeah, so uh, a few thoughts here. Uh, number one, we should be starting with the Bagel Caucus, but we could push it off for a minute just in, in the service of um, of GOP investigations. I'm fine with that. But let us let us talk about uh, James Comer. I sound like a broken record here because I think for the last um, three or so or maybe even five months, we've been talking about the fact that it's going to be challenging for the Republican majority to keep their investigations in order. Uh, why? Because they have the Judiciary Committee, the Energy and Co- I mean, they have a million committees. They have, and then they have the Oversight Committee, which has jurisdiction over everything in the government. That's what they pride themselves on. That they have that they have wide ranging um, jurisdiction over everything in government, in the federal government, and more. So. Uh, Max Cohen, who covers the investigations for us um, uh, in a in a, in a very in depth way, uh, notes this morning that the oversight committee led by Comer, the Kentucky Republican, has probes into everything from the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan to Ukraine aid to the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. This week alone. They had investigations into COVID-19, the migrant crisis at the border, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, AI advances, oversight of OPM, inflation, and pandemic spending. Plus, they just pushed off an investigation on the Biden family's business dealings. Um, So Max has a great quote from Michael McCall, the chair of the House Foreign Relations, Foreign Affairs Committee, excuse me. And he said he was a little bit surprised that Comer had uh, issued, uh, had, had released a letter on Afghanistan. Um, and he said, but we've talked since then and we're working it out. So this is, these are the tensions, right? These are the tensions when you are hungry for investigations. And, you know, a lot of people are doing them. You know, these are those yeah, tensions. Yeah, well, listen, though. I mean, I think, to your point, this was probably inevitable. Totally right? inevitable. The tension that uh, specific chairs want to take on issues within their own jurisdictions and feel like they have the issue expertise and the ability to staff it probably more appropriately. I mean, I I can't imagine being on the oversight committee staff and having to try and piece together, you know, the specific questions, the fact patterns. Um, when you're talking about this kind of vast array of investigations, um, you know, as much as there, he's certainly stepping on some toes. Republicans still seem pretty in lockstep that they can find the way forward. Um, that they're going to be able to kind of all be, you know, at least at this point, they seem to be still rowing in the same direction. I'll I'll, I'll say one more. I, I agree with all that. I'll say one more thing. I got I got my start as you remember covering the House Oversight Committee in 2010 uh, when Daryl Issa was the chair. Really, 2011 um, in the early days of the Obama administration. Um, 
and oftentimes you kind of find this more like foreign affairs has tremendous expertise on the staff level on foreign affairs on uh, all those kinds of things energy and commerce has expertise on the areas that they are that they are under uh, judiciary expertise in the FBI and things and immigration policy oversight has definitely has expertise but like it's impossible to have a committee with expertise in all of these topic areas. Just not possible. So anyway, I, I but yes, these tensions will be will have to be managed by Kevin McCarthy. There's no there's no question about it. All right, let's move to the number two story of the morning. HR uh, one. It is March 10th, and we're talking about the name and title that is typically given to the House Majority's signature piece of legislation. Of course, for House Democrats, last Congress, it was a voting rights bill. And now we know what it's going to be for House Republicans and Speaker Kevin McCarthy and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, a large scale energy package. Uh, Important to note, and we can talk about the specifics of it. You caught up with Scalise over this. Um, But uh, but important. This is a messaging bill as much as much as it is anything, given the fact that you have a divided Congress. But interesting uh, to the end, to the point where you really see Republicans trying to dig in when it comes to energy, when it comes to the cost of uh, energy and and its future and and kind of are they are in lockstep here, uh, expecting to introduce this legislation next Tuesday and vote on it during the last week of March. Yes, I spoke to Steve Scalise yesterday afternoon. Uh, he called me uh, shortly after he uh, announced his intention to to release this bill and gave us some details first here. Um, HR one, as you noted, energy policy in the in the House Democratic majority back two years ago or so. It was voting rights uh, back in the the first Republican majority in this era, the 2011 majority. It was a I believe it was a, a government funding bill with huge cuts to it. So these these um, tend to be kind of land what what the majority at the time considers landmark legislation. This is a pretty a pretty um, I don't I'm not, I say predictable. I mean, it's predictable, not in a pejorative way. It's just predictable. This is not. This is not something that we wouldn't that this is something we would expect. Um, and uh, opening up permitting process, you know, uh, for for oil and uh, you know production and all that kind of stuff. This is a uh, this is where Scalise and McCarthy are going. Um, but you know, it's really interesting, Anna. I think based on a lot of conversations and reporting over the last couple of weeks. In the debt ceiling, let's just pl- take this out for a sec. Let's say they they get some sort of spending deal in the debt ceiling in the in the debt ceiling negotiations. I would predict that re- House Republicans are not going to be uh, satisfied by that, and they're going to look to get some you know what they call on the hill cats and dogs, right? Like extra pieces of legislation, extra provisions that they could get wins on. Are any of these energy policies in that mix? Who the hell knows? Could a permitting process be in there? Yes, it could. Um, I would say. I think that's um, that could be part of the mix of a debt ceiling negotiation. Um, but I would have, I would look to these things as a menu of things that um, a menu of policies that the that the House Republican majority will try to insert in a debt limit negotiation at some point or a government funding negotiation at some point. We'll have to see if that. We'll have to see. I don't. I, I think that's very. It's a. It's a far fetched idea for Republicans, but this will go. This is going to go up. Uh, this package, HR one, will be on the floor um, 
end of March before the April Easter Passover recess thing. And um, it will pass, of course. It'll pass the House. Um, so that is where we are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Republicans showcasing what they their, their hopes and desires are when it comes to energy policy. I, I think that it's going to be a big stretch to get something included in the debt ceiling. I think it's going to be hard enough for them to come to an agreement on a smaller package, personally. But uh, time will tell with the negotiating uh, and, and how Republicans are able to leverage uh, their power and whether or not they can coalesce and actually exert some of that power um, as the countdown to the debt limit fight is going to come really into focus um, kind of post Easter Passover recess um, as as we get to, you know, the, the point where Kevin McCarthy and the president are going to have to meet the contours of this package are going to have to be um, put together in a way that so far uh, they really haven't been. I mean, in, in, a, in a kind of fairly, I don't know if it's surprising, but it's just we really have no details at this point. All right, let's move on to the number three story, your favorite story um, of a running really just area of critical reporting focus for you, Jake, I know, uh, on the Bagel Caucus. You have a scoop. They are going bipartisan and they're shutting out the press. What is happening to the world? Well, you know, Anna, I you, you use the word scoop here, which leads me to a... Um, some people actually oh, some people actually scoop their bagels, which is just this is an aside. Um, it, it, I, I'm fine with it. Um, that is not what's in the mix here, I don't think. Um, but we won't know. Actually, we will not know whether people are scooping their bagels or just the general vibe of this bagel caucus situation. Because as the bagel caucus has gone bipartisan, it has taken a step back in the transparency department. Uh, Dan Goldman, the Bagel Caucus's uh, self-anointed, let's just be honest, self-anointed leader, no challenge to Mr. Goldman, um, has decided to close out the press from their Bagel Caucus meeting um, today, 9.30 a.m., um, the location is not is it still a secret. It will be provided upon RSVP. I mean, we are getting the transparency here is going through the toilet. And I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen here. I will do some reporting. I have some. The best part about this is, Jake, you tell people what happens with tying closed doors all the time. I, I have agree. no doubt you've got some sources when it comes to the bagel. Conference. And I mean, listen, these are still New York bagels. We are not. Um, moving into any other regional bagel story um you know i it almost it almost is too much to even to even focus on i i'm sorry that we have failed you in opening this up to the press but we will do our best going forward and on that note thanks so much for listening we appreciate it if you like the daily punch please share it on social media it's the best way for folks to find out about us and if you want to go deeper on all things the bagel caucus and actually much much more uh please subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe